Coming live from Mexico is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Jack Christensen, founder of Cruz Zenith Creative, a creative marketing agency. Uh, welcome to the show, Jack. Thank you, AJ, so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to being here. And I'm very, very happy to have you on the show, Jack. You are a great inspiration for a lot of people who, who can learn from you how to build their life when they're sometimes when life seems very difficult. And, you know, and that too, you have from being homeless, you have built a multinational business in less than two years. And we'll be talking about that journey and your learnings from there so that people can learn from that. So first about your business itself, Jack, what exactly True Zenith Creative is all about? Yeah, absolutely, AJ. So True Zenith Creative, we're a full service advertising agency. However, we focus, our primary focus and emphasis is on web development and software development. Um, but we also do SEO and digital marketing as well. Right, right. Now, a very curious thing is, I want to understand is one thing is that if I understand out of your profile is that you wanted to be an entrepreneur since your childhood. That's but, right. So first we'll come to that. Exactly. How did you get that sense of, you know, entrepreneurship at such an early age, but then there were some hiccups in life. And then there was a bit of a difficult time and especially, but you build up, especially during COVID. Where exactly did you get this, whole sense of building up a, you know, creative marketing agency. Where did you get any formal uh, education for this? Where did you no, learn? No, no formal education. I've always been uh, somewhat of a computer nerd and an art geek growing up. And um, my first mentor I ever had, he owned an advertising agency in the town. I grew up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, and so having an advertising agency is something I've always thought about. And it's something, in fact, that I've actually tried to do a couple times. Um, recon advertising is uh, an agency that I tried to start like four or five years ago. Step Up Agency was another one I tried to start. Both of those failed within the first six months. Um, and so this is the third, I guess, reincarnation of, um, of that. Uh, but doing an advertising agency is something I've thought about for a long time and worked, worked my ass off to, to make. Right, right, Jack. Now, let's go a bit earlier than that. When you were in, you know, you were in Mexico, I guess, or the US, wherever, when uh, when you, there was a bit of a time, as you call yourself, from a felon to a business owner. That now, was in the US. That, yeah, was so. in the U that was in the US. And you were just 20 years old. Uh, Correct. So, yeah. Right, right. If you want, you can talk about it, but I don't want the details of that. More I am under, I want to understand is that uh, when such an incident happens, for whatever reasons, uh, whether you are right, whether you are wrong, but it leaves a deep impact on any particular, anybody. And then whether one is right or whether one is wrong, but the, but the chances are that a lot of people do not see that much of light. They just see a bit of a darkness around. They just don't know which way to go. And especially when you are 
as young as 20. How did you kept yourself, keep yourself positive? How did you begin your life after that? Well, it was, it was definitely a dark time. You're exactly right on that. And I'm a, I have always been, and I've always thought like this, even though it was a dark time, my, and it was for about four years, it was a really rough time in my life. Um, I have always taken the stance that no matter what, whether it's my fault or someone else's, whether it's, whether it's in your control or outside of your control, the only way that you can progress and move forward is by taking responsibility, even if it's not your fault. And so uh, in which case, some of the, the huge portion of that stuff in my life at that time was my fault. So it's easier to take responsibility. But what I've learned through all of this with, with its failed businesses, with its past criminal activity, with it, with anything in life, if you learn how to take full responsibility and then take, figure out actionable steps you can take to make your life better, that's how you're going to progress. And not just by sitting there and being sad for yourself and blaming it on your situation and, and blaming it on everything else. Because um, as you know, certain people have it easier the way that, I mean, I, I was born a white male, right? Like in America, that's a pretty good step up, right? But there's people who have a better step up than me. Like I wasn't born to multimillionaire parents kind of thing, right? And so, um, but putting all that aside and just taking where taking responsibility for where you are in your life and then figuring out actionable steps you can take one step at a time and you'll, you'll get to where you want to go. Right. And when you call them actionable steps, Jack, uh, you know, one can remember all these things very fondly later on, even the, some sort of, you know, all those problems. Sometimes you can remember them. But the fact is that those were tough times. In yes. those times, your mind just does not work. How did you figure out what to do, with whom to talk to, how to do work, how to get work for yourself, how to, how to basically live and look forward? Out of necessity, right? I mean, uh, human, our human condition is to make sure we can, can eat and live. And so, you know, those were really dark times, but it was basically for a long time, it was just doing whatever I could to make 50 or a hundred dollars to make sure I could put food on the table kind of thing and, and eat some food. Uh, because I was never, I've never gone to a homeless shelter. I've never gone and, and taken food in that, in that regard or taken donations. You know, even when I was homeless, I was figuring out ways to make money. Um, and so it, it's just an overall attitude. I've, I've had the attitude of being completely self-responsible since I was a child. And so, um, and self-reliant since I was a kid. So, you're right. It's dark times, but I think if you have the right attitude and I've always had the attitude, like I will win in this life and I've always been hyper competitive. And so it doesn't matter what happens to me. I could go to jail for 10 years. I'll come out of there and I'll, I'll continue in business and try to win for the rest of my life. That, that's all I care about is winning and I hate losing. So just because there were dark times, that doesn't change that part of me. That's so innate and so um, competitive. Right, right. The will to succeed, where does it come from, Jack? And where did it come from uh, in, in your case? Because when you, when you are into difficult times, that's the moment you just want to survive. But the will to succeed is, an, is a big bonus at that point in time if that comes to your mind. Yeah, I mean, it, that pain in my... Like, I'm blessed in that regard because that pain during those really rough times, it didn't push me down like, oh, I'm a failure. All it did was fuel my fire to, to be more successful. 
all, all I did was use that pain and, and that anger, right? Um, and that all that emotion, and I, I controlled that emotion and and put it to use just working, you know, working 20 plus hours a day, man. Like it, it, I just used that anger and that, that, uh, that disappointment in myself as ways to improve. Like, because if you think about it logically, right, if you sit there and mope and, and don't do anything, it's never going to get better. So you might as well use that emotion and, and try, even if it fails, like, and it failed many, many times for me, but you just got to keep going. Right. And if you keep going and you keep working at it, eventually something's going to work. And if nothing works, at least you tried. Right. Right. But there are costs involved. So to take care of those costs, to the cost of living, you moved to Mexico, right? No, that's not why I moved to Mexico. Okay. I moved to Mexico for, for the business opportunity, hiring employees for much cheaper. Okay. Okay. So that was... That was later on when you when you actually uh, were looking at setting up or uh, you know uh, uh, growing your business. That's correct. Now, when when that you know that difficult time with that law came was was happening and you came out of that. By that time, would you call yourself that that understanding of the internet of the web? And all that stuff was it enough for you to start a business, or you had to learn from scratch at that point in time? Uh, well, after all that, that's not when I started this. So after all that, um, played poker for a while um, for about two and a half, three years. That's how I su- survived. Um, but when I started this business, I was a freelancer, and I had enough knowledge. You know, I couldn't create anything close to what we can create now but I could create websites and logos and all that kind of stuff enough to where I could at least sell business owners. Like I've always been good at sales. And so people, I think that if your goal is to hire employees and have a team, people spend too much time focusing on the technical skills and not enough time on sales, because if you get the sales coming in and you put a long enough time horizon on it. So I say, I I sell a website, but I tell the business owner it's going to be six months before it's done. Well, then I can sit and stack up four or five sales. I have four or five sales worth of worth of cash in my bank. Now I can go hire developers. And then now those developers can get those websites done. And so that's the model that I used. I did do it. I, I That's the model that I ended up moving into. When I first started for about the first year, I was just a freelancer. And it just, it wasn't enough money. The most I made was like 5,500 bucks. And I wasn't good enough at the skills. So then I started focusing on sales, just getting the cash in the door and then hiring people. And as soon as I did that, my business exploded. Okay. So in June last year, you were a freelancer. Correct. And now when we are in December, you have offices in the US, Mexico, and you got, if I understand, 23 to 25 employees. That's correct. Now that's, that's, that's like a a fairy tale (laughs) from a freelancer. You know, how did it happen? I'm very interested and curious to understand that thing when you, you know, it's like building a block after block and putting up that whole building to this, to this level. It's, it's, it's almost a miracle. Normally, uh, until let's say you hit a jackpot, it won't happen, but you did it. How, how did you do Some that? The- what steps you took in terms of scaling up your business as well as the type of mindset you move forward with? 
Well, some of it's use of arbitrage, right? And what I mean by that is, is that we're selling to the US and my sales guys are all based in the US, but our employees and our dev team is in Mexico, which is why I'm here. And so a lot of agencies use this model, but the problem they run into is that what they'll do is they'll outsource to India, to Mexico, to these other places, but they'll, they'll do it as an outsource source method and then it's not managed well. So the method that I took is I'm saying, no, I want to be able to keep our prices competitive. So I need developers in other countries, right? I need to be able to pay them in other countries, but I need it to be managed like a U.S. company, right? And so that way we keep on track. We have project managers. We do all that stuff, but I'm actually here in office with them, right? And so because of that, it's allowed uh, a huge competitive edge compared to other agencies out there because most other agencies that, I mean, we do 30 day website builds guarantees or your money back. I mean, there's things that we do that other people just can't compete with. And it's because of our management style and having offices. But one of the reasons we grew so fast is because a developer in Mexico costs a thousand bucks a month, right? Versus in the U S it costs 10 grand a month, right? Plus, plus then you have to pay benefits and all the other things. And so um, it's just a lot, it's very easy to scale to 20 people or 23 people in in a matter of months in Mexico when you're selling to the U.S. market because we sell websites starting. I mean, our minimum sale is 7,500 bucks, but the, our average sale is over 15 grand. So um, it just it becomes very easy to scale that with large uh, with high val- uh, high dollar sales and your employees are paid in Mexico. OK, OK. Then, Jack, Jack, how do you what is your USP? Because web development and marketing and all this stuff uh, is something a lot of people do not only in the us but there are also other markets across the world including india where people do a lot of this stuff well because why I'm, I'm... Person, right why would a person choose you and 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 that's the one of the reasons that you are uh, you you have grown at such a fast pace so what what is the USP that you bring to the table for your clients? Guarantees on all our services is the one thing. And number two, we just have better salespeople. We're a sales first organization and I build, uh, I'm building a crazy sales team that I, I get 15% commission on sales. Plus I pay a base. Um, and so our salespeople just dominate every other agency because other agencies are focused um, on things that are less important. Um, and, and that's why they scale slower. Uh, and maybe it's a better long-term model, but I'll tell you what, it won't, they, they won't be able to compete with me because what I'm going to do is I'm going to scale quickly and then I'm going to acquire other agencies. And then I'm going to, well, first I'm going to take a huge market cap, bring the value of other agencies down, buy the other agencies and, and hopefully become one of the largest agencies in the world. Uh, but our, our, our specific USP is that we offer money back guarantees. So like on bronze and gold website package, uh, which is our WordPress builds, um, our 30 day completion guarantees or the customer gets their money back um, on custom, like our platinum, which is generally built in react or angular view, that kind of thing. That's a completion guarantee, but it's by a agreed upon date since that's all very customized. It just, uh, our team and their team will agree on a date. Once that uh, date is agreed on, it's set in stone. Um, if we don't complete it by then, they get their money back. Same thing with SEO. We do ranking guarantees. Um, and if they don't rank, they get their money back. Same thing with digital marketing. We do positive ROAS guarantees. If uh, we're not positive ROAS, if return on ad spend ROAS, um, they'll get their money back. Now, we are selective with our clientele because in order to meet those guarantees, like the product has to be something that we can actually sell. 
um, so we don't take on every client for digital marketing. Okay, okay. Now let's look at the employing part. When you were looking for employees for your company, uh, what was it uh, that you told them that you are looking for an employee? That's fine. A lot of people look for employment, but they look at much more of a stability too. So did they ask you questions that, listen, you do not have much experience. You have a very different sort of a background. And if we come into your company or an individual comes to your company, then uh, there is nothing very big to showcase or was there something big to for you mm. to showcase to them as an em employer or just and secondly, just yes. And what about the stability part? How did you how did the, those conversations go, especially at the initial stages? The stability part, I, if that's what they're looking for, that I tell them not to work here. I tell them that this is a startup. The downside is there's a lot less stability. The, the upside is that there's a lot more potential for growth and you can make a whole lot more money here than anywhere else in Mexico. Uh, the downside is stability. And I'm very clear with them on that. The, the upside, though, is that there's a lot of room for growth and a lot of potential to make a lot of money. Okay. Okay. And where do they, you know, get that? So I, what I want to understand is that there in established organizations, there is that peer group, that senior level experienced employees who can guide the new employees or mentor the new, uh, new uh, people who are joining in. In your case, it's been a very fast growth phase from mm -hmm. to, uh, June 2021 last year to at this level. So yes. where, where did their learning happen? Were they so trained by themselves? If they were so trained, did, did you still get that respect uh, when they still know, knew more than you? How did this relationship work, especially in your case? Well, I definitely hire people that know more than me. If, if I only hired people that knew as much development as me, our websites would be crap. So um, <laughs> no, absolutely. I hire people a lot smarter than me. Um, but why they respect me is because I'm the one who signs their paychecks. <laughs> like, uh, I'm the one bringing the money into the company. And for a long time before I had sales guys, it was only me bringing money into the company. So, um, you know, I just make it very, I, I'm very forward with what everyone's roles are. And I have um, a senior level, I have senior level people working for me and I stay out of their way. You know, there's decisions that my CTO can make that I won't, if, if, even if I disagree, I'll... I will listen to what he says, right? Same thing with my COO and these guys are, you know, I trust them completely. And so um, I, I think that's really important. I'm really good at sales and marketing and I will do every, and, and business development. Right. And so I don't care. I mean, I listen to what they say as far as business development and sales, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one making decisions. But if it's talking about like a technology stack, that we're going to build on or like um, server security, something like that. I'm going to listen to Nigel. Right. And if it's talking about HR or hiring methods or pay in Mexico or that kind of stuff, I'm going to listen to, to my CEO. Like it just, it depends on, it depends on what the conversation is. But the reason that I get respect is because I only take authority on things that I'm an authority figure on. And then I let my other people who are more authority figures on other things have the final say in those, those areas. Okay. Okay, Jack. Uh, you said you can't promise stability to the employees. Well, at the time, so, now. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different 
time altogether and the type of business that you are in. But in your own life, looking at your life, say, when you were 20 and now, do you think you are stable now? You can look at, uh, you know, take, take some pause and look at life in a much more different manner. Be happy about I it. could be. I could be. I choose not to be. So I take all the money that I have and I spend it. I immediately spend my money on things that will make me more money. I don't want to have cash. I hate having cash. I do not want, I don't want a big savings account. I don't want any of that. I right now, because I could lose everything tomorrow and I'm still 29 and I'll work my ass off and I'll get, get it back. So I would rather take huge, massive risks with massive payoff opportunities. Um, so no, I wouldn't say I'm not stable right now, but it's by choice. Right. It's a good choice. For as, as, as per you, but I just want, I'm curious, why do you think it might go away tomorrow? I think you have built I everything think it will. a very hard, hard way. Yeah. I like it. It's more fun, hard. Easy is boring. Okay. So you want to enjoy life basically. And then you know that you can build things now. You have that thing that you can build things. And as you said, you will be acquiring other companies. So now, where do you see your uh, life going forward in terms of future for yourself, in terms of your business? What's the future that you have planned for yourself now? Well, there's a couple software companies I'm working on starting um, that uh, is going to be my next startups will be um, software SaaS, specifically SaaS software. Um, that's going to be what, what I get into next. Um, but this company will, I will maintain control of this company for the next at least five years. Um, my goal with this company eventually is to be big enough where we're doing Super Bowl commercials for brands like Nike. Um, and so until that point, I will maintain control of this. This will be my primary. And then I will use the funds that this, the profits this company makes to start other businesses. Okay. Okay. And as of now, in terms of true Zenith creative, uh, what sort of people can connect with you in terms of business? What can you do for them? Is it for professionals? Is it for small firms, large firms? Who do, who do you think would be your ideal clients? Our target client right now, for specifically for web web development and web design, are larger firms, firms doing at least, well, it depends what you define as larger, firms doing at least a million in sales a year, but that's on very much on the small end. Um, we have several clients that are doing 100 million plus a year. Um, so we generally work alongside other marketing teams that are like internal marketing teams with the co customers. We almost never are in contact with the business owners anymore um, because the, the people we're working with are just larger scale. Now, obviously, we will take on smaller clients, but most smaller clients, even our bronze package is 7,500 bucks. And most solopreneurs just aren't going to pay that for, for a website, even though it's well worth it. Right, right. And how do people connect with you? Is there is there a way LinkedIn, Twitter? What yeah, way? I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. Is if you're trying to contact me directly, LinkedIn is your best bet. Um, also, my email is just Jack at TrueZenithCreative.com. Um, if you're trying to connect with the company, our website is TrueZenithCreative.com. Um, we also have a company LinkedIn. Um, but if you if you go to TrueZenithCreative.com, you can find all that contact information. Otherwise, my direct email is jack at truezenithcreative.com. And my LinkedIn, if you just search Jack Christensen, you'll see it says founder of truezenithcreative.com. Right. Right, Jack. My last question is to understand, Jack, what motivates you at this point in time? What is it that keeps you going forward, 
stronger and you know and uh, taking because it. that's easy because I'm losing guys like Elon Musk Bill Gates all these motherfuckers are beating me right now and I don't like to lose in terms of business that comes down to money money is our measuring stick and I have way less than they do and I want to win I hate losing I hate losing you want to win yep may you win these <laughs> words it, right <laughs> with these words and on this note it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass live thank you so much jack christensen for coming on to this thank you aj Thank you.